Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? I am fucking gassed that Castle Moore is back just when we needed it. I don't think I've ever been this excited. Uh, Raj was about to stop watching Love Island altogether. And you know what? The weather in the UK is currently moving mad, just like Hugo. Chirps, chirps, chirps. Move mad, move graf, mad. Graph, graph, graph. Dickhead. Anyway, I would like to officially announce on this podcast that Tyler is being renounced from having Taurus status because what we're seeing on screen right now is not Taurian behaviour. I feel like actually this man is a Gemini and he's posing as a Taurus. I don't like it. You're cussing the Geminis there. No, I'm just saying the behaviour does not align with Taurus behaviour. It's just not, does that align? Welcome back to Thank You Next, the podcast about turning your L's into wins. I'm Raj, the Taurus of the podcast. LOL. And I'm Hardy, the Pisces, the emotional Pisces of the podcast. So if you're new around here, what we do in these parts is dissect the L's we've taken in relationships, zoom in on them and find the lesson in the L's, effectively turning that L into a win. And what we mean by relationships is the rich and varied range of relationships we all have in our lives. Our friends, family, frenemies, flatmates, colleagues, neighbours and the ducks and the duck friends and the duck ecosystem that I've been seeing in the park. It's not all nice out there in nature. I've been seeing a lot of attacking. It's not nice. For some reason, the park that Hardeep goes to is very different from the park that I go to and the ducks all attack I don't think you hang around for long enough because I hang around for time. No, I'm there for ages. Trust me, I'm there for ages. They're all just... I've seen a swan chase a duck, but I've never seen one pick it to death. Sorry if you were triggered by that, anybody. But I did did (laughs) see that. I did, yes. All right, so every week on this podcast, we say thank you next to the shit that we need to move on from. And today we're joined by Roshan and Leanne from the Dope Black Women podcast. They offer a digital safe space for dope black women. Check out their Insta and their podcast because they are sick. Yes, they are. Don't forget to tell us what you want to say thank you next to. Like our lovely listener, what's her name? Oh my God, Alicia, I think. Alicia. Well gone, Alicia. Aisha. Nice, Aisha. Her name's Aisha. Well gone. Well gone, Aisha. All right. Hardeep knows that you think she's hot. Hardeep thinks you're hot. So She's a painting. If you want to move in the DMs, stay out of our Thank You Next podcast DMs and Just get go into straight to mine, actually. Hardzilla's DMs, okay? Just go straight to my DMs if you want. Anyway, if you want a relationship with me or Raj, 
email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com no not really not for a relationship if you actually want to get in touch about the podcast anything we're chatting about your relationship lessons i'm sure you're going through some follow us on our socials for memes videos from the episodes and spicy photos of us we've posted a love island video today which is kind of disgusting so yeah check that one out and if you want to see that excellent content that is at thank you next pod on everything Mm-hmm. so shit that went down this week we've already mentioned shit that went down this week is going to be a love island special okay so casa amour has arrived the love island producers have been teasing casa amour for a long the longest time that i've ever remembered the fans have been wanting casa amour since i would say the first week of this this season of love island and, you know, we were hearing that the Casa Amor Villa is still being worked on. They're, they're trying to fix it really, really quickly. They're trying to create it really, really quickly. I just don't understand. How long did you guys have to know about the TX date of this show? Why was everything not ready? I don't get it. Anyway, ITV clearly don't have enough money in it. Mate, I was fucking gassed. Because people have been chatting about Casa really? Amor since the start, right? And I thought, I thought Casa Amor was like a one-off or... I swear, in my brain, it hasn't happened every year, but after speaking to people, it does happen every year. Have you not watched Love Island before? I have, but I just feel like, has it happened in every single one? Yeah, it's literally a staple. I didn't think I put two and two together. I just thought, oh, sometimes I spring it on her, sometimes I don't. As soon as they started teasing that little casserole heart i felt a tingle i'd say oh sh- shut up what a fanny flutter i think i did i was fucking, i was couldn't nah. fucking wait and you know what the girls are fucking paying 10 out of 10 hotness dane's a bit of me as well hey, a bit of dane. no i don't like anyone i actually think from watching love island this year i've realized that i am one of those people is it demisexual yes Yes. Like you have to know a bit about the person before you fancy them. It's like obviously the initial attractiveness will get me in a certain bit, but it's not going to hook me. You don't. What about the tall guy? The tall one? Who? Who's like the. He's got the boring job. He's hot. Who's that? The marketing guy. Yeah, whatever it is. This is what I mean. No one, no one is really Come doing on. anything. No one's doing anything for me. And I think it is because, yeah, literally, all we're, we're not really being shown any depth about anyone's personalities this year at all and I feel like this is still the weakest year of Love Island for me ever because the years previous I feel like we did see loads of personality and I still don't I don't know any I know like I know Liberty very well now I know Jake very well now I know certain people even Millie though I don't know her personality I don't, and she's been in there for fucking donkeys years now yeah, yeah yeah I get you and I'm just like the editing this year is piss poor mate piss poor what do you make of Liam? You know Liam broke my heart. You know Liam broke my... Why are you asking, why are you asking her that? Why are you asking her that? That was Maura coming in. <laughs> no, man, listen. That was the one couple that I felt was a real couple because, you know, Jake and Liberty, I still feel like Jake is very, very fake. I feel like Jake is playing a game. I feel like Jake would have turned his head in Casa Amor. If anyone, if anyone liked anyone him. Yeah, no one liked him. I'll tell you why as well. These girls in Casa Amor, they're big game players too. They know that if they get with Jake, they're going to get voted the lowest popular contestants and get booted out as they've seen with other contestants. So I think everyone's just playing a game, 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 game. And poor Liberty, she's there being like, I don't want to see the girl that snogged my boyfriend. I don't want to da-da-da-da my boyfriend. You know what made me laugh? You know when when the guys were playing the game in Casa Amor and the girls are in the other one and... um like within two seconds they'd worked out it was like xyz that meme they were like that means that was jake and jake kissed the girl and jake would yeah nothing gets past girls mate 
That was, no, I love seeing that. Nah. Yeah, sorry, you were asking me about Liam before I went off on one about Jake. Mate. This is not what I was expecting because I thought they were the, the genuine couple. I thought they were the couple that were in it for the long haul. I didn't have any reservations about Liam, like reservations that I have about Jake. And for Liam to be like, no, I've got to get to know you. Da, 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 da. Um, okay, and also I think it's really funny. I think I think the Love Island producers are evil because they've put in a girl whose name rhymes with Millie. Why are you doing that? If Liam gets with Lily, that is literally the biggest joke. He's doing it, Hardy. He's doing it. Last night we ran a thing, a poll on our stories, and we're like, we're like, what should Liam do with Millie's necklace? And people were like, throw it in her face at this rate, mate. I like the way they showed us that he was like, oh man, she was on top of me. And then it cut to the girl's side and she was like, he kept moving closer and closer to me in bed. So I was just like, yeah. he's all out here acting so innocent. Like, oh, she's coming on to me. She's coming on to me. No, nah. actually. He's not innocent because why is he sharing? I, You know what? Let's take it back a bit. Who were you expecting to turn their heads? Because for me, it was Tyler, yeah. Teddy and Jake. That's No, sorry, t- yeah, and uh, we know good. we know that little what's his name Tobias. We know Tobias was going to do it anyway. So, but I mean, for Liam to do this, it was just a bit shocking. And Teddy is sleeping like outside despite having a very heavy interest. That's like someone laying it on thick, very thick, and probably the the pengus girl in there as well. He's admitted that like he finds her attractive and all that, but he ain't sleeping in a bed with her. So I just think, what is Liam playing at? I don't see him not coming back into the villa without this new girl. I think he's going to bring her in. Meanwhile, the girls are sniffing the boy's stuff, like crying. But it was interesting because Millie was like, I don't trust him when she was chatting to... Yeah, she'd been saying that. So I was like, I hope your intuition kicks in. I hope that you find a connection with someone else. Mate, I think we need to move on to Hugo because he's moving fucking mad. Hugo is a weasel. Hugo is that nice guy that says he's the nice guy and is actually a dickhead. And now you, everyone can see it. He's gone to this new villa. He thinks he's a new person. I don't know. He's like taking on a whole new persona. He talks in a different way. He's got a different accent. Keeps saying he's moving mad. Chips. He also started like negging one of the girls immediately. Saying He's what? like, I'll thrash you. I'll thrash you. Fuck off. Thrash you. Thrash you, you at what? At a game. At a game, some sort of game. Like when you're talking about sports, he's like, I'll thrash you, I will. You fucking work. Hugo hasn't got any chat, has he? Hugo hasn't got anything to him, really. And again, I'm really pissed off because I feel like the producers were trying to shove us another Dr. Alex, but he hasn't got the charm of a Dr. Alex. Dr. Alex was actually charming with all of his like stuttering. I just got a real problem with the with the producers this year round. Bring the producers on this podcast. Let's have a chat. (laughs) Did you see him as well when he was walking around? He was like, I've got to get a girl tonight. Oh my god, that was so embarrassing. I was like, do you not know you're being filmed? Are you dumb, bro? Who does that? I've got to get a girl tonight. That's like me when I need like a kebab or something. Hugo, use your inside voice, babe. Inside. Those are not outside. You're being filmed. You know you're being filmed. So, Hardip, um, you fancied Hugo before. You were very keen on him. Had a lot of positive things to say about him. How do you feel about him now? I think he's lost. I think he's lost. I'm not saying someone's put a spell on him. But he has got carried away. He's got caught up in the mo- in the thing and he just needs to come back down. He needs to remember who he is. Who is or he? Or maybe this is who he is. I think this who is knows? who he is. I think this is who he is. 
I think the facade is slowly coming down. The reality is showing. Mate, I can't believe you're not into any of the new guys, though. I don't like this narrative at the moment that is going on on it within Love Island, which is that the girls are loyal as fuck, whereas the boys are literally say, stating to anyone that will listen, I'm officially single, yeah, I mean, I'm officially single. So I can sleep in a bed with you, I can do this, I can do that. What is this saying about the male and female vibes? Like, what what are we learning here? Should we not put all our eggs in one basket? Should we all have options? I'm seeing a lot of that on Twitter. Everyone's like, girls, you should have options. For me, I find it really hard to have options. You're saying you don't like the narrative, but let's be real. This is our narrative in real life also. Yeah, this is uh, this is very unfortunate. I don't mind because the girls in the villa don't look dumb, in my opinion. The guys look like they're in a zoo. Yeah, the guys, look the like guys literally look like they're acting out, like they're 12 years old. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. But these aren't grown men. These are also children, like 20... 21's not old. 21 is, baby. You'd be surprised how many people in their 30s act like that, though. Yeah. How old's Hugo? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't care. Hugo, bye. We're done talking about you. Thank you. Next. We mentioned earlier that we're going to be joined by Roshan and Leanne from Dope Black Women. So let's find out what they're saying thank you next to. Roshan and Leanne, welcome to Thank You Next. Hey. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, thank you so much. We want to big you up for doing 87 episodes. Like wow. that is I didn't even a big know deal. that. Did you not know? Oh my God. Like we've done 30 and we were bigging ourselves up, but you guys are going to hit that 100 mark oh. very, very well, thank soon. Thank you for allowing us to have that achievement. Because we can now count down <laughs> from 13 and get ready to celebrate. <laughs> I was just going to say, we're going to have to celebrate. What now. are you going to do to celebrate? Are you guys going to do a little dope black women trip to Jamaica? Oh, that would be awesome. I mean, that needs to happen anyway. Yeah. I message Leanne all the time. Like, Leanne, I'm coming. Leanne, I'm coming. <laughs> we're just waiting on COVID to clear itself up, which apparently it has as of today. Today, so oh my god yeah according to <laughs> boris like covid's just disappeared hasn't it so do you know what i mean the pandemic just entered it's, overnight it's all over <laughs> mad we're so excited to have you guys on anyway i was listening to your liabilities episode basically about the lies that men tell you oh liabilities with kimmy from dope black disabled what is the lie that you guys have been told the most from guys that I haven't got a girlfriend. Yeah. I haven't even got bad experiences of it. Like it never even progressed to a, a point where it became an issue because I always clocked before. I caught this guy out recently actually about it and I was just like, what a loser. How do you catch him out? She's proper CIA and so, so are you. You both are, I think. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. That makes three of us for sure. Oh, shit. So with this example, so I was recently on Hinge. There was a guy on there and we were talking for quite a bit. Like, I am a person, yeah, I have social anxiety. So I don't like the idea of like meeting someone. This sounds so weird, but being like, okay, do you want to meet on Friday? I'm now going to be getting anxious towards Friday on the day. I'm just nervous for no reason. But if it's on the day and it's spontaneous, even if I've got like no makeup on and I'm in my tracksuit, I'll feel more confident and and assured just doing it like that so i said to him oh can you call me normally stop calling me through that you can call in hinge yeah I didn't know yeah, that. yeah 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 what the fuck yeah. <laughs> you can even video call through hinge just Shit, wild yeah. yeah i haven't done that yet it was just calls so i was like i keep missing his calls he was getting annoyed so i said okay can you call me normally and i won't miss your calls and he was like i think it's a bit too soon to have your number okay Said no man ever in life, by the way. Yeah, like, who the hell what? says that? And the thing is, since I've been on Hinge, every guy is always like, what's your number? What's your social media platforms? And I'm like, no, like, the thing is, my social platforms are my name. So once you have that, you, I can never escape you. <laughs> so I'm just like, like, no, we're not doing that. This is not the vibe. 
So anyway, I'm not asking for his number and he's saying it's going too fast. And like a thousand percent of men on Hinge don't act in this way. I'm like, something's up here. So now my flags are like, hmm. So I thought I'm going to play him at his own game. I know he's got a girlfriend. Like he just told me instantly that he had a girlfriend. So that same evening, I'm like, oh, let's meet up. Let's go for a drive. He's like, oh, you want to meet and go for a drive? I'm like, yeah, it'll be fun. He's like, where do you want to go? I'm like, you choose. He's like, cool. He goes, I'm on my way now. So I went in the shower. I was living my best whole life in the shower, knowing that I was not going anywhere. When I came back, I've got bare missed calls, obviously not on my phone. So I've answered, I answered, the, I'm like, oh, where are you? He has no idea where I live, you know? He just, he's just driving towards this random area that I told him. Where did you tell him? Just a random postcode? I've done that before. Like I, just said, I just said Bexley. Do you know how, Bexley's a borough. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. You're hilarious. Wow. I was just like, I live in Bexley. So he's like, oh, I've left now. I said, oh, but I just realised, like, you're right. We should take it slow. <gasps> we should take it slow because if me giving you my number was too far, <laughs> yeah. surely meeting in person is way you're too far. I said, no, funny. let's take it slow. Let's take it slow. And he was like, what? But I've left my house. I said, no, no, no. But I really want, I really want a man to lead. I want to be submissive. <laughs> I want to take your lead. Let's take it slow. And he's like, but I've left my house. I'm like, no, I, I, just don't really, I think it's a good idea. I just take it. Like, Was he vexed? I said, no. I said, I'm going to go to bed now. He goes, okay, no problem. And then he unmatched. I mean, you deserve it. <laughs> you deserve it, mate. He unmatched because he was guilty because he has a girlfriend. Yeah, he's rude. But okay, do you have that 100% fact that he has a girlfriend? Do you know now? Do you check? Look, she knows. It's all right. She feels it. If you're interested, if you're interested in me, you want to take things slow. Mm. Yeah, so slow that you can't give me. I can't have my number. All right. Yeah. What? Doesn't make sense. Yeah, Doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense. You have a girlfriend, and I said to him on the phone, I was like, I know you've got a girlfriend. That is why I can't have your number. Because think about it. Yeah. How can you meet me? How can you feel confident to com- confident and comfortable to meet a stranger, mm. but you don't feel confident and comfortable to give them your number? Mm. If you give me your number and I call you at any point, it's gonna call through to your phone. Now, anyone that's smart and knows about cheating knows that on iPhone you can hide the app from your display, so you can have the app on your phone downloaded, but it doesn't appear on your thing, and that is how cheaters get away with cheating. That's. I feel like wow. I've been taken to school right there. <laughs> yeah, this is an education right now. Fucking. Well, he's a liar. So thank you next to him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still on dating apps then? I actually joined it randomly because we was in the Date Black Women chat and there was lots of women sharing their like dating app stories. And it was, some of them were like nice, but some of them were really funny. And I was like, <laughs> I want to join in. So I downloaded the app. I don't really use it like actively. I just think it's funny. Liana, are you on anything? Um, I'm actually seeing someone now and trying to Ooh. be the reformed, not cheating version of myself that I previously was. Oh. Um, but oh. I will say that Hinge is one of the best dating apps for me personally in terms of like quality of men and the likelihood that you'll actually meet somebody that you'd want to hang out with as opposed to like tinder or bumble or interesting i was saying to raj today i want to join one but i'm too scared that i'll see someone that we know or someone from work will. don't you see people from work in that i've even seen my cousin on there and i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, ages ago, yeah, this is like years ago, I was on Tinder and a guy that I knew was on it, a guy that I used to talk to. So I liked it. Obviously, we know each other, like, it's not that deep. And he's, he liked it back, so it matched. And then he messaged me and said, how fucking embarrassing. <laughs> mm. I, I didn't feel embarrassed, but now he's made me feel embarrassed. There's still that taboo about online dating. It's like, 
why are you online when you could just be going outside? But I think that shifted now because of COVID, right? Because you had, I mean, yeah. there's not much other way, many other ways to meet people. But yeah, it's it's always awkward when you see someone. <laughs> so I used to be a dancer and I had this weird thing with another fellow dancer when I was younger. And um, he was really hot and we had like a little flirty thing. But then I moved to London and I was single, whatever, probably like two years ago. And then I saw him on there, so I matched him. But I look a lot different, I guess. And so does he. A lot of time has passed. We matched. And then I noticed in his um, profile, it said something about like, don't like crazy girls and things like this. And I just think we got into a conversation. Then maybe I said that was a bit rude, like that he says that. And, you know, the narrative of girls are crazy isn't, you know, that's a bit old school. People don't say that anymore. We've moved past that. He didn't even remember who I was from the past. He had no idea. I was was just going to say, did he not recognize you? He didn't recognize me. He was just talking to me like a new person. And then he thought I was crazy then from saying that you can't call girls crazy anymore. What on earth? That actually happened to me once. I went out on a date with a guy several years ago. We went out on a couple of dates, actually, when I was in Jamaica, left, came back. And so I'm, I've moved back now and I'm going into a coffee shop to like get myself some breakfast on my way to work. And I see this guy in the corner and I remember him. I didn't remember his name, but I remembered him. But I just pretended like I didn't know him. And then I got my coffee and I walked back outside or my tea or whatever. And I'm getting myself ready in the car, putting my stuff away. And then the, I see this guy kind of saunter out of the cafe. And he taps on my window and I wind down my car window and he th- throws his business card in my lap. And is like, just because you're cute. And I was just like, does he not even remember who I am? And then it took, <laughs> it took a little while for him to even remember that we had actually been out on quite a few dates, actually. That's slightly embarrassing. What the fuck? But listen, I like that move. <laughs> I don't want to get a business card that I throw in men's laps. <laughs> like, just because you're cute. Oh my God. Maybe I we love should start that. doing that. Tell me. That's quite funny. Maybe we should just do it as a social experiment. Maybe that could be a new TikTok trend that we start. <laughs> yeah, because I find it hard to look people in the eye, but if I just throw them my business card and say, just because you're cute. Yeah, straight in their lap. Bang. Yeah. Do you know what, though? That's actually a really good way to shoot your shot as well, though. No, I, I feel like men would actually be responsive to that shit, whereas women are, well, at least I was like, what the fuck? Like, can I have a conversation? How about hello? Whereas I feel like men would be like, all right, B, I see what you're going on with, and they'd probably call a number. We could start a hotline we could have a hotline that people just call guys this is a business here okay you know what like I mean? a brand strategy that is it people come to us we'll print off their um cards for them everything <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to dating ladies what gives you the ick oh, i get it really easily you know the thing is is that when i say it out loud i know it sounds ridiculous <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's just my truth okay <laughs> When I see guys take photos of themselves, yeah, oh, I, don't I don't like, like it. it. Selfies. Yeah. No, I don't like it either. Oh my either. gosh, I'm not alone. No, Thank no, no, God. no, no. I hate it. Yeah, and you know when I you see someone on Hinge and then you figure out their name and you figure out their fucking Instagram and then you look at their Instagram, <laughs> yeah. it's just full of selfies. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm just like, you are not getting matched, bro. Like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not. It's not hot. That's why I said I find like dating apps like Hinge. Like I find I'm I'm on there for comedic purposes. I just <laughs> love the photos. Like, why is every single photo of you with your muscles out? Why is every single oh photo of you in the club? Why have you got girls on there? Yeah, like why, why, uh, why? No, no, no. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. And it's like that's your ex. Like we know that's your ex. Like stop it. Could you? Know what I mean, I've really stalked your Instagram page. I know her name and her son's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
plot. Could you not find doing? a picture of you by yourself? Uh, like, why do you have a picture with five women, but you've covered up their faces with like smiley faces or emoticons? It's so. I actually hate it when it's a dude and he's surrounded by hot dudes, and you're like, I hope it's the hot <laughs> dude, but it's never the hot dude. And you're like, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, you're not. I alone. feel like guys on purpose just always do a picture with a dog or a baby or like something. So you're like, oh, Cat, you think yeah. they're decent. Same old tricks. What gives you the ickly? Um, same thing, actually. One of the things is I just hate men that are way too into social media. So if it looks like their photos are like professionally done. I once went out on a date with a guy who had like the app to smooth over his face. Do you know when he mm. like the filters and stuff like that? And I was like, I know it probably is like a little bit feeding into like heterosexual stereotypes. But I was just like, no, you can't you can't be filtering your face. That's like yeah. that's something that I'm yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be doing. Wait, we're also on social media. Or oh, I say all four of us are quite a bit on social yeah. media. Yeah, we mm. don't want someone who's on social yeah. media. I can say that. But I yeah, because it. it's the yin to the yang. You've got to have, you know, Balance. different qualities. Yeah. I'm not heavy on social media. I actually only use it for Yeah, work, that's true. So. Um, yeah. Were those birthday pictures work pics? Or, uh... I need to start being more active, apparently. <laughs> oh, let me see. Jobs. Let me look at these birthday pictures. I need to secure the bag, honey. I need to post more. <laughs> no. But if you look at my bio, like, I'm only on there for work purposes. Yep. I mean, it is it is purely business. I do see oh, that. These are cute, though. I'd like to see more of this content. Is that, what, this is is that work? Cute. Yes. Work in the camera, honey. <laughs> 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 yeah, there it is. Roshan, do you remember when I used to work with you and you called a guy that you were seeing by the job that he had? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? Okay, so me and Roshan used to work together and she was chatting to a dude. And you know when Pete, you're, as you get older, your friends- I'm they... actually shook what she's going to say. <laughs> no, 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 it's nothing bad. It's nothing... I want to be re-traumatized by this guy because he's killing oh, in my life now. Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, nah, I'm sure it's not that bad. But you know what your mates, they get like a higher turnover of dudes. You're like, oh, which one's that? Which one's that? And uh, when you were talking, you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, property. Do you remember property? Oh my God, she don't even remember him, mate. <laughs> no, like, because see I you think... later. No, 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 no. Get up. I changed his name to Mr. Boring. I think uh, <laughs> Mr. Boring. Uh, Property became Mr. Boring. Okay. It's always important to have a nickname for the person that you're dating before they become your boyfriend, though. 100%. Just in case they don't exist anymore, like property slash Mr. Boring doesn't exist, so nobody really needs to know his name. So funny. And also, just in case they want to check your phone to see what you say about them, well, you can't. True. Oh, <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> so Everyone funny. knows my crush's name. This is embarrassing. Mr. Boring is great. No one, no. Only your mates know your crush's name. Yeah, but if he was to go through my phone and put his name in, it's everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's saying, oh my gosh, I've, I've stalked his cat and his cat's <laughs> wife. Like... Nobody needs to know that. When you type in Mr. Boring, you have no idea who yeah. I'm talking about. You think now people are going to go on your phone though and search their name? No, but it's a possibility. I, I have anxiety, so I think about these yeah. hypothetical scenarios. But if I'm honest, yeah. I've done that. I've done that in someone's phone. I've taken their phone and searched my name. Me, so I have why as well. I have. 100%. Yeah. Really? I have, I, like it, it, I have, but it wasn't romantic. It was a girl. Oh, okay. It was in my friend's phone. <laughs> why did oh. you do it? Because I knew she was chatting shit about oh, me. And, <laughs> and we was on holiday and I thought, I'm not going to spend the rest of this holiday with you whilst you chat shit about me to your friend. So I went onto her phone and I saw it and then I said, ignored her for the holiday. Did you keep the receipts? No, I had her phone. And when I saw it, I showed it to her and said this is what we're doing oh, I said okay are you, you're fucking savage <laughs> I was just I gonna say I love this energy I, I, like, I, like tra- I like transparent people yeah. if you've got an issue I have no issue with you talking to your other friends about it because ultimately you need to vent you need to get things off your chest mm. but you can't be with me and be like 
Pally Pally, happy, happy. <laughs> and then you're chatting shit in the group chat. No, I'll join that group chat and we can all talk. Yeah, like, it's not, no. Leanne, what happened to you? I've definitely gone in and searched my name for people who, um, with more specifically my exes. Not, I don't think I've ever done it with a girlfriend. But I don't know, it's funny because I feel like intuition is a hell of a thing and you do it when you feel like you already know, but you just want some sort of confirmation as to what's actually being said, but you know something is being said. So I, I want to put a disclaimer around myself and Shan's craziness to say it's always like, <laughs> it's always prompted by intuition. It's not just... Yeah, I'm going to do um, brand control. Brand, brand <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. I feel like what most men call being crazy, as her just said, is actually just women expressing their intuition. Like, don't lie to me. Yeah. I know that something is going on. I may not have explicit proof, but... I will get it if needs be. Mm. But you yeah. could just tell me mm. the truth so that I don't have to search it out. And normally you ask first yeah. and you lie. So now I've got to be Inspector Calls. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if I've ever got any things I need to find out, I know all you, you three <laughs> is going to be <laughs> the best girls. fucking team. We got I want to put my name in a friend's phone now. I want to do it because I know she's been chatting shit about me. I don't, you got to feel very, you got to be very... Um, You've got to be prepared mm-hmm. for what you might say. No, no, that's be fine. Too scared, that's fine. Man. I know. I know she's been trying. Every time I try and broach this conversation with her, she's like, no, I didn't say that. No, I didn't do that. And I'm just like, all right, you know what? I need receipts. So that's a great idea. What you can do is if you ever have her phone, scan her QR code onto your WhatsApp desktop and then do a search from there because it will load up the messages. So even if she goes away, you'll still have <laughs> WhatsApp on her. You thought it was just pretty faces. We got the tea for you today, baby. This is a genius, yo. I love this. I actually love this. This is you guys. It's like you want to be hurt. I can't. (laughs) No, no. That's why I said. That's why I said you have to be prepared. I knew. Mm. I knew that with my friend. I knew that with that situation. I knew what she was upset about. And that's what was upsetting me, that I don't really have friends that I'm not close with, so you shouldn't feel like you can't communicate it with me, whatever I've done wrong, because I'll own up to it if I'm in the wrong, or we can like agree to disagree. So I was more frustrated at the fact that we're being fake, mm. when actually we can have a conversation and move on. That was what upset me. That like, I knew I wouldn't say anything wild, that like, beyond that one conversation, everything else was like, oh, I love Shan, or this or that. Like It was just normal stuff. So after we spoke about that, it was fine. And now moving forward, it's been more transparent. You have to prepare yourself for the worst. So in your scenario, Raj, you might go in there and see it madness. <laughs> and now, now you're in prison. There's no podcast out next week. I know, let's see, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait until you're prepared to do something about it in case you find out, like, worst case scenario. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've been prepared to do something about it for a long time. It's like, you can't, once you've broached the subject with a person you've asked, like, about five times, I feel like there's nothing else you can do but hack into their phone. Like, that is the only other option. Do you know what I mean? Fine. <laughs> what? Five times is enough, no? Like, trying to say, like, is everything all right? Like, do you want to chat about this? Should we chat about this? Did you say this? Uh, so-and-so came to me and said you said this. Mm, no, okay, fine. Oh, you've been very yeah. direct, though. You've got a lot of energy. Don't even, don't even bother go through the phone. Oh, really? Oh. You've done, too, you've done a lot already. It's too oh, much. Shit. It's too oh, much. Shit. Yeah, but okay. if someone's come and told you that they've said it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get people telling me regularly, had, like, it's not even... You're not raising children. This is basic <laughs> communication. Someone's come and told you they've said it. Yeah. You've also gave them the opportunity several times to come to your phone and talk to you about whatever it is. Mm. At this point, what are you doing? You're doing too much, yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Relationship shouldn't be emotionally taxing. Yeah, it's true. It is. Yeah, it's a fucking toxic situation. Anyway, let's move on to your <laughs> your tweets. Were you going to say something? Yeah. No, I was just going to say on top of that, like once you find out that they actually have been chatting you, and no, not only have they been chatting you, but they've obviously lied about it several times. There's no way the friendship can exist after that. Like it's just done. It's a yeah. chance, right? You might as well just let it go from now. Yeah, it's true. As we stand right now, we're not talking, but anyway, that's uh... <laughs> <laughs> um so Rashan, you retweeted this and it says on July the fifth. <laughs> uh, you retweeted this tweet by Say It Valencia. It says, Being rude when unnecessary is a cry for help. No one that feels good will go out of their way to provoke a negative reaction in others. That mere lack of boundary is your first indicator that they don't feel well. So I was going to ask you, when was the last time someone was rude to you and how do you handle it when they are? Because if we take rudeness as a cry for help, if naturally you're kind of like, oh, okay, are you okay? Because you were rude to me the other day. Does it excuse the rudeness? I think, yeah, it's very um, circumstantial. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. Me and Leanne, we talk pretty much every day. Mm. Leanne's not a rude person. Mm. If I noticed a pattern over a week or a certain amount of time and Leanne was being really blunt with me, really short or really rude, I would actually, before I even go to her, I'd think, what time of year is this? Is this a year that's very sensitive to her? Is she maybe on her cycle? I'll try and work out, <laughs> being, as, being as her friend, what yeah. could the reason be? Yeah. If I can't think of anything beyond that, I'll then approach her and be like, like, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Like, I, would, I would actually take away... Forget the, the how I'm feeling. I'd actually focus on her at that point. How are you feeling? If she confirms that she's feeling okay, now we have an issue because now you're actually, you're actually being rude. If she if, if she hints at anything to do with like any sort of distress, it would confirm what I know of Leanne is that she's a nice person, and I would therefore be confirmed that she only acted in this way as a result of this isolated situation. Do you get what I mean? Because I wouldn't be able to ask her that question had I not thought it was out of character. So if I had a conversation with her and she explained, oh, this was going on, that was going on, I would just look at how I can support her and leave it at that. Mm, mm, mm. But if it wasn't that, then... <laughs> it's on. Yeah. Then I would say something, but not in a way to like create a thing. I will just say like... I actually had an issue the other day. It wasn't my friend was rude. She said something unintentionally that I, I was offended by, but she wasn't being rude at all. And I just said to her, like, you know, when you said this, it upset me because it made me feel like X. And she responded and said, I said X because I was thinking of this. I said, oh, okay, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it really depends on friend. About if you have healthy relationships around you, it's really, it's really easy to have quote unquote difficult conversations. Yeah. yeah. But when they are healthy, they're not actually difficult. It's actually just communicating. Yeah. Yeah, because even Shan saying that she would check in with me is something that she does anyway. So even her coming to me to ask me, oh, is everything okay? is not something that's out of the ordinary because we try to do that on a regular basis. So yeah, I think it is down to the circumstance of who's asking and knowing your friends and knowing the people that are around you. But I also think though, in the same breath, this, this, this contradicts my previous point. I definitely completely stand by what I said, but I also think there comes a point where it gets too often it's actually a character flaw in that individual. 100%. Because I feel like as adults, we have to have or gain control of our emotions. Mm. So you can't say every time my period, I'm ratty, so I'm going to be a bitch. That's not how life works. <laughs> you need to get some help, some support. You need to look at some coping mechanisms to make sure that your bitch levels are toned down. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So in the next, like within 12 months, I shouldn't have seen the same level of bitch every time you're on your period. <laughs> no, no, no. the point that I flagged it to you. So I do think there's definitely a balance there. You can't just be like, 
oh yeah well when things are going on i'm rude nah. like, i don't think i don't think that's a good enough excuse no so leanne um i must be really really dumb because i have no idea what this tweet means oh, and it's Lord. something that you've you retweeted are, you, are, you actually are Can yeah I just, <laughs> leanne is a doctorate and she's very smart oh, and okay in conversations so, i'm like leanne what does that mean say, leanne teach me about I, this so don't worry i might not know what it means Probably to be honest know. but like, okay go for it. so it's it's by ricardo brooks and it says stop applying pressure date people who actually like you oh wow okay so it's interesting i love that. one of my exes said to me when he was you know we're courting each other and shit was good he was like i need to like you i need to love you and i need to be in love with you i think this is true i think you can love someone because you think they're a good person but actually not like them because they just grate the shit out of you like they might have really annoying habits and i think it works in in the context of like being compatible so you can love somebody but be completely incompatible with them and sometimes and so in hindsight now when I think about that relationship I think that that person loved me but I don't know if they really liked me and I think this is something that happens to me a lot is people like the idea of me like they like the idea Mm. of dating and this is not to gas myself but you know a fairly attractive smart girl who is progressive and works hard and is independent like I try to be all of those things and I try to consistently as Shan said you know you always want to be to keep growing and and reflecting on your own behavior and keep getting better but that's really hard to match up to when you don't want to do that and so people like the idea of dating me but when it comes down to actually dating me because as hard as I push myself I push the person that I'm dating and vice versa I want them to push me as well but not everybody likes that and I think that that's comes into play in terms of you can like the idea of dating me but you don't actually like dating me or you don't actually like me because I push you to do things that you don't want to do I think sometimes you know say if you're dating someone and they might give you a bit of feedback on something (laughs) work-wise sometimes you don't want to hear it you're just like um sorry um are you in my industry yeah Yeah, (laughs) shut the fuck up And also, I feel like, you know how we were saying earlier about social media and stuff. If I'm dating someone who's as busy as me, when would I, when would we talk? I'm sure it would work. I'm talking all hypothetically here because obviously I'm not dating anyone. I think you make the time though. Like if you, this is so true, but how many times have you gone into your WhatsApp and you have like five messages and you respond to that one person that you actually want to talk to? Yeah. Sometimes Rashan will message me and I'll message her back immediately. But then like there's 10 people that have sent me messages and I'm ignoring all of them. So Mm. I think when you want to make time for someone and then if, you yeah, prioritize you prioritize things, them. Yeah. You? And you do work together. Like I my my ex-partner and I used to, you know, he was a creative and I'm an academic, and we would stay up until like four o'clock in the morning working together. He would be working on a script and I'd be working on my thesis. You know, so you kind of you make your lives work so that they're intertwined if that's what you want to do. Next. You guys provide a digital safe space for dope black women online and for your podcast. Before you guys existed, did you think there was a gap in that market? Yes, is is the short answer. I don't think that was the case for us as individual women necessarily. Yeah. Like I have always had and Shan's always had like a core set of, of black women to hang out with and to but it's it's become very apparent, particularly in our WhatsApp group, how much other women, especially women who don't necessarily live inside London, they might live further north, 
actually lack like a sisterhood because there are so many women in the WhatsApp group that don't know each other, but have become really, really close friends. And some of them are yet to meet. Some of them have made plans to meet. So I think, yeah, there's definite there. There was. And well, hopefully we've helped to fill that gap. But yeah. But I don't think I realized there was an issue there until we started doing this. Mm. if I'm being completely honest I don't think I realized there was an issue I didn't actually realize how like rewarding or necessary this platform or organization was like I learned so much from like the woman in the whatsapp group from Leanne from being on the podcast and talking about different topics I feel like I'm constantly on a journey of like learning and like bettering myself because of the work that we're doing and like I guess getting clarity of who I want to be because I'm around so many different people that are like fall under the umbrella of being a black woman but now I'm in here I feel like it's I think it's so important for not just black women, but different marginalized groups to have a safe space. So like, for example, we had um, the Triple Cripples on our podcast. It made me really reflect how I can be allies to other groups and other communities. I never looked at like disabled people as different because in my head, it's like, we're all the same. So like, I didn't like judge them or anything like that. I felt like I supported them if it came to like voting for things and stuff like that. But it wasn't until talking to them, I was like, I need to do a lot more. And I really, I was able to understand and empathize with their experience to understand that actually there's a whole nother layer of complexities on top of being like a black and then a woman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I was looking at it at a surface level when it's far deeper than that. So where we've now got like Dope Black Disabled, for example, I see so much value in that and what it will do for its audience as it continues to grow because of like the experience of having dope black women. And you guys cover loads of topics. So you've covered grief, money, sex, relationships, politics, like so much stuff. What's been your favorite episode and why? I think we always say that the podcast, and this is, I'm sure this is true for Roshan as well, is that this podcast is like therapy for us almost. Like it's, even Mm. when we're having a bad day, once we jump on, it's always just nice to be able to catch up with Shannon Lives or to have a little kiki with, with, with another dope black woman. I don't know. What's our favorite, what's your favorite episode, Shan? I think I definitely echo that, what you just said, um, I think, especially at the start, a lot of the episodes, because it was, it was different because it wasn't COVID. So it was meeting in person and um, there was a lot of offloading. <laughs> We'd always be shouting trauma and <laughs> like some part of the um, the episode. So I think it, it definitely felt like therapy and was really rewarding in that sense. But I think my favourite episode would be episode two. Oh, yes. We speak about sex. And the reason why is nothing to do with the topic. So episode two, we actually recorded mm-hmm. first and it was the first time we ever met in real life. So the first time I met Leanne, the first time Leanne met Lives, and then I already knew Lives, And I didn't even know Lives for that long at that period of time. And if you listen to the episode, you would think we've been friends for like 12 yeah. years. But it just, it just really shows like the power of like black women and this community coming together because we're literally on here talking about <laughs> yes. all sorts of inappropriate <laughs> stories and experiences. And it's, we've literally just met. And I feel like that for me, that, that podcast symbolizes so much about the importance of community groups and the importance of safe spaces and the importance of just being true and like true to who you are. Cause we could have all come on there and been like, oh yeah, no, I just like, <laughs> oh yeah, I just, like, <laughs> I just like this, I just like that. But we were talking about some very mad shit in that and we barely even we knew each other. I need to listen to that. I'm gonna listen to that one too. So you've had Ovi on your podcast. What was that like? Were you guys drooling? Was it like in studio? Was he with you next to you <laughs> in the vicinity? 
Nah, this was during you COVID. Was next to us. <laughs> but it, it's so funny because I I've never watched Love Island. I still haven't. I still don't watch it. Oh shit! So I only have an awareness of who he is because of how much Shan and our our former producer Leanne Alley kind of swooned over him. So I was just like, whatever. I'm gonna get on here, and I go. I come on, no makeup. My hair is not done. And I see this <laughs> fine ass black man <laughs> on the screen, and I'm like, "Oh Lord, why didn't I put on makeup?" Today? Yeah, you didn't Google him or anything before. No, I mean, I knew who he was, and I had heard stories about him, but um, he had kind of explicitly said that he wasn't really interested in talking about Love Island that much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of just wanted to organically see how the episode would take shape. But yeah, he's yeah. he's a good looking man. Mm. Mm. Very good looking man. I remember he was at work once and everyone went fucking running to get a picture <laughs> oh with him. Oh my God. I remember that day because I, I don't work there anymore. I used to work in that building and everyone that I follow had pictures with Ovi that day. Everyone. I was like, was there a queue or something? Like what happened? Did you guys <laughs> there get There literally was a queue. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Are you guys tempted to ever book people that you fancy? To come on the podcast. I was gonna say, have you actually done that yet, Sean? No, I have. Um, not in this, not for this podcast. No. Right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh what about yeah. your other podcast? Three you yeah. for a different for a different podcast that I used to work <laughs> on. Um, I definitely used to book people that I thought were buff or thought was attractive. Like who? Um, just give us a little cheeky name, maybe. Just like you know, just a few people. <laughs> just like, a few people. All right. And um, yeah, I just thought it was a good way to see how we connect in real life. Connect, <laughs> connect. Did you ever make that connection, like yeah. in real life, via the booking? So there was one guy, and we didn't, we didn't even meet yet. I just like was meant to come on, and we didn't ever come on. And we would text all the time. And then when I met him in real life, and I saw him be interviewed, I was like, this isn't a vibe. Oh. This isn't a vibe. And after that, I just thought it's a waste of my time. Oh wow! wow. That's probably that's probably when I was dating Mister Boring or <laughs> Raj came across your episode about what is your most toxic trait. <laughs> so, what is your guy's most toxic trait? <laughs> Do you remember what I said in the episode? I don't remember what I said in the episode either. But I think if I think about it, I guess I can admit because I've said it on the podcast before that I I have had a history of cheating. So that's probably not the great and it's a very unusual trait for women or women to admit to i've never heard a woman say it yeah it's true it's true have you like gone into why you did that without being too deep about it i guess you know i grew up in a household where cheating was very like obvious and apparent my dad cheated on my mom throughout most if not all of their marriage and it was very normal you know so it was almost like expected to a certain extent and while I really disliked my dad for having done that, it's probably a trait that I've picked up from him. And so there's always a reason where I'm able to justify cheating. Like, oh, I was in another country or, oh, he cheated on me first. Or there's a little bit of self-righteousness in there, if I'm being honest. But yeah, I mean, I, I, that's probably where it stems from. But like Shan said on the podcast, we try to be completely honest about all of our fuck ups and all of our good attributes and bad attributes so yeah that's probably my biggest struggle in terms of the toxic traits that I have mm, do the guys that you date listen to the podcast and does that ever affect anything yes yes they have <laughs> <laughs> so in, <laughs> in that second episode I don't think I've even told Shan this story but in that second episode that Shan's talking about 
Um, I talked about the fact that oral sex is really important and it's a must have. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I talked to Hardeep about this at afternoon tea once. And I was just like, this, this is not, you know. Oh yeah, we yeah. were talking about it in depth in uh, over like tea and there was like bare posh people about <laughs> having their like lunch. And we were like, yeah, love him to get in there. Really dive in. in. The <laughs> yeah. Bang. <laughs> yeah, so I was talking about this and then telling a story about a guy who had issues um, oh. uh, with premature ejaculation, but also on top of that could not give head. So it was just like a dead case mm. from the very get-go. When you say could not, what as in wasn't good at it? or Yeah, he would try, but he just wasn't very good. And it was just, mm. I, I tried to like coax and teach and say what I liked, but it just, he... Maybe he just wasn't invested in doing it, but yeah, he did. He never learned. Mm. And so after that podcast, he called me and <gasps> was just like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know this is how you felt. Da, 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 da. And I tried to pawn it off and pretend like it wasn't oh. him. And then several <laughs> months later, he sent me this like epistle of a message, basically saying that I've been gaslighting him through the podcast, that he knows that the most of the stories are about him and how he knows that oh I've been talking God. about with him with all of his with all of my friends and it's really embarrassing, which obviously I didn't respond to. But yeah. And that's happened quite a few times where people recognize oh the stories that I tell. Mm, and mm, it gets mm, me in trouble. Mm. Mm, so sometimes when we're telling a story, we change the gender of the person and that will change little details so people can't really quite figure out if it's about them. I so try to do that, that too. Yeah. I try to change timelines. I change time. Sometimes I'll mix stories together about different people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But some people just figure it out. I've never thought about changing genders though, so I will try Yeah, yeah. That. Gender really throws people off because then they're like immediately, no one would it's guess. not about me. Do you know what I mean? This is gen- I feel like what we're talking about here is genius. So ladies, before we get into your relationship lessons, we want you to tell us about something that's happened this week that you want to say thank you next to. We'll start with Love Island. What's going on? I am not even a Love Island connoisseur, yeah. Mm-hmm. However... Your tweets suggest you are. <laughs> uh, okay, stalker. Maybe this year I am up to times. <laughs> but there's been two issues this week that I haven't really been a fan of. So one is Danny Boy, who I actually find very attractive. Like very, very, very attractive. Oh, you don't. And a lot of people don't agree with me, but there's something about him that I'm just like, mm-hmm, I love it. I see what you see, but it's not. I don't not. know what it is. It's like, I'm that is Hardeep's type. I'm really shocked That's to hear type, Hardeep say he... that she doesn't. Cause that's her There's type. something about him that I like. But anyway, um, what I shouldn't like about him is that actually, I thought when I first saw him that he was mixed race, but it turns out he's actually oh. white. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he commented on Instagram yeah. and added a white person saying something like, what's up my N word or yeah, my N word okay. or use the N word basically. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And he's obviously in the house and he's allowed to stay there. Mm-hmm. ITV released a statement basically saying like, oh, he apologizes, he didn't mean it, he's thought about it. And I just don't really like that because I feel like... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When it was Sharif a few years ago or two years ago and he, he said... Oh my um, God, yeah, word, yeah. He was out. His bag got packed whilst they were sleeping. Like there was no announcement. There was no sorry. And I feel nah. like... The C word obviously is rude, yeah, but it's essentially it's just a swear word. A swear word, yeah, racism. it's not racist. A swear word, racism. Why are you still in there? <laughs> Why are we condoning him being in there when he's actually said race, he's used racist language? So when um, Sharif got taken out, I was working on a podcast called The Reality Tea, and we had Sharif on our podcast, so we got the tea from Sharif direct, right? And he was saying that at that during that time in the villa, when they would play music in the villa people who were in the villa who were not black would rap along and say the N-word. Mm. And he said he reported that to production and production didn't do shit about it. Wow. But it was an issue that he used the C-word. And he did say that um, in a conversation, he was saying to one of the guys, I can't remember, do you remember that guy? Joe, I think it was. He was with Lucy and he was acting yeah, a bit yeah. over the top. And he said to him like, Joe, you can't force people to like you like that. It's rape, mate, or something like that. And um, the producers pulled him up on that and said, you can't use that word. And he said, can you give me a list of words that I can't use? And they said, no. So this is why I always go off on like this podcast about the producers, because I just feel like they know what they're doing. And, yeah. you know, if you if you want to be explicit with someone, if you want to be real with someone and be like, these are the words you can't use. Like, we are all producers in different ways. So I just sort of feel like we would tell people these are the words that, that Before you our corporation show- doesn't. Before you yeah. get on the flight, here's your handbook to read, honey, whilst you're in the airport yeah. departure lounge. <laughs> and these are the words you cannot say. What on earth? Exactly. So That's I crazy. think, yeah, there's there's a mad issue with Love Island. I think it's only going to change when production actually, you know, like they're always going on about how diverse like the talent should be. But yeah. I think production needs to become way more diverse. Yeah. Oh, I don't sure. think it is. Yeah. So that that uh, that's my zero point five. And then still on Love Island, the reason why I think Lucinda should also leave I think she's very mixed up, <laughs> Melissa. There's a there's a dancehall song called Mix Up Melissa that my mum used to sing. Okay. And she, if she was a yardie, would be called Mix Up Melissa because <laughs> she is just doing the most. Like she's going to um Danny and being like, oh yeah, Danny, do you fancy me? Do you fancy me? Do you? <laughs> she's doing all of that. Really? Danny, he's confirming, like, yeah, I like you. Then he's going, then she's going to Aaron and being like, oh, if we coupled up next time, I'll definitely couple up with you. And then going back to Danny and be like, oh my gosh, he tried to kiss me. Why did he do that? You're actually you're actually creating beef. And then now, as you've seen, Danny's got a bit of a, bit of a temper on him. And the way he was talking to Aaron was, wasn't very nice. And I really, I really put my hand up and said, yes, Aaron, because when Danny was trying to bat him up, Aaron was just there like, I heard that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Mm. Next time I won't do mm. it. But he was really trying to draw him out. Do you get what I mean? And I felt like as much as that's a reflection on Danny's character, yeah, as much as it is Aaron, I think that um, Lucinda is just here for the bag. She's just here to yeah, 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 score yeah. the bag. And she's too bait. Like most people are there for the bag, but she's too bait about it. She's not doing anything or adding anything. She's other just jumping than... from man to man. She cried one night. Oh my gosh, he's left me. What am I going to do? He's the nicest guy in here. She forced those tears. Her eyes <laughs> The onions are patting her back ready for this day. And the next day, she's on a date with... Yeah, no, she's problematic. I'm so sorry. How did you feel about when uh, Sharon compared Botox to height and skin colour? And what do you reckon 
when people say dating a race is a preference. But I mean, they never say that on Love Island. They always say blonde, blonde and blue hair. eyes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they say that. But in this thingy, she said, Hugo doesn't like fake girls. Mm. And then she said, that's like saying someone's height or skin colour. She kind of, she tried to yeah. compare the two. The reason why I don't think those things are comparable is because someone's height is legit how they were bo- how they were born. Someone's skin color is legit how they're born. So she was trying to use someone's height and race. She basically she was trying to invalidate Hugo saying he doesn't like girls or women or people who go out of their way to get Botoxes, to get false breast, and trying to compare that to someone who was born black or who was short. What on earth? Yeah. What on earth? Someone who was born black didn't choose to be born black and didn't choose to be born short. You going to the shop and paying 500, 5,000 pounds to your BBL on Turkey that looks botched. That was your own decision. Like those things, and it doesn't even make sense. Like she must've said that and afterwards ran to the producers and said, take that line out, take that line out. Because it makes no sense. Mm. Like fundamentally, you can't compare two things. One thing that you can control mm. versus something else that you can't. Like this is science GCSE, mate. This is not, it's not an equal, it's not an equal, an equal experiment here. Do you know what I mean? What if these people in the villa as well were also, you know, like Jake and all these people who are like blonde hair, blue eyes, because that's all they ever say, Leanne. I don't know if you've seen this uh, thingy. How would you feel if they just were like white? I want to date a white girl. Well, this is the thing. If And I haven't watched Love Island, so I don't know the context. But for me, when it comes to dating race in accordance as a preference, if I'm a white man and I predominantly date white women, that inherently makes sense to me. Um, but if I'm a black man who never dates black women and only dates white women and says, I just have a preference, there's something inherently wrong with that. Your mom's a black woman. Like, I assume that you grew up around black women. So I'm not saying you have to date black women, but when you actively go out of your way to avoid dating within your race and exclusively date outside of your race there's something wrong with that because what you're saying is that your preference is something other than what you are yeah which to me just sounds like self-loathing it was like i remember i dated this guy yeah i thought it was love my life lol and um <laughs> this guy <laughs> i i love wearing my hair in braids i absolutely love it and this guy hates girls with the hair in braids and when i when i when we was dating yeah i would like I still wore braids, but nowhere near as much. And when I wore braids, I felt almost like uncomfortable to be around him because I felt like I'd come across undesirable. And it wasn't until I freed myself from those shackles, I realized <laughs> like, why on earth would I date a man that doesn't want me to have braids? Yeah, that's mad. Do you get it? Like he would rather my hair be straight, basically. That makes no, that makes no sense. That's, and I, I feel like it's very anti-black as well. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It is. It's super anti-black. <laughs> Like I have a friend who actually Roshan knows who was dating a guy, both black people. Um, and he was consistently trying to get her to cream her, to process her hair, to straighten her hair. Her is natural. Oh, so wow. most times she wears braids. And it was just like, how do you tell someone that what you, what they naturally have coming out of their head not good enough. is not yeah. as desirable? Yeah, or not good enough. And why are you dating me if that's the case? Like, why are you trying to... to mm kind of curate this person just go and date somebody else go and date a girl with straight hair if that's really what you want yeah but don't pretend like it's a preference like it it's not it has deeper seated issues for sure i feel like a preference can't just be a preference it's always it's like but why exactly Mm. you know Mm -hmm. but the thing that really got me this season is that they keep saying um like brad would be like i like a girl with dark features dark features but 
It's like, what do you mean? And then Lucinda came in, right? And he was like, she's bang on my type, dark features. Lucinda has got no dark features. She's what is got that? What does blue... Lucinda look like? <laughs> she's got blue eyes. She looks like a doll. And she's got bl- long blonde hair. And I think maybe oh. she's got slightly darker roots. Not like mine, but like, you know, a, a mousy blonde, maybe, I don't know, like a brownish color. And they they called that dark features. And this is it's so confusing because when someone says dark features, I would think, okay. Are you talking about a black person? Are you talking about an Asian person, an mm. Armenian person? Um, Maybe they've been told to say dark. I feel like they've been told to not use race or ra- like race when describing someone. Because even when Kaz describes someone, like someone who's tall, someone who's kind. What? Mm-hmm. If, you, if I said to you, I went to the shop yeah. just now and I bumped into a guy and he was fit and you said, what does he look like? And I said he was tall and kind. You'd be like, excuse me? Yeah. What does that I'd mean? Like, what? what does he look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paint a picture, you know? Which is funny because when I compare what you guys are describing to the one show that I did watch, kind of reality dating love show, which is Love is Blind. I think we watched it for Mm. um, one of the podcast episodes that we did. They talk about race on that show. So the girl that won, whose name I can't remember. Yeah, she's like, I've never dated a white man before and it's weird. And I don't know how my parents are going to respond to it. And that's Mm -hmm. a a reality. Wait, was that Cameron and the other lady? Yeah, Lauren. I fucking love them too. Is it weird that all his his ex was black too and that she's black? Because you can hear that she's black in her voice. Is that, I think that's a bit like, did you seek her out? Possibly, possibly. And I do think it's weird that, because he's, and this is very stereotyping, but he's a very white man, right? Like he's not like <laughs> a white man that is, has a whole lot of swag or... <laughs> Bit you of know, culture, eats rice and peas yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not cooking rice and peas on a Sunday. So it was weird for me to hear him because he's, you know, he's very like stiff and very kind of stoic and just very white, just, you know, very vanilla. Right? Use that mm-hmm. term instead. Yeah. And then for him to, as you said, seek out black women, I, I definitely thought that was weird. But he definitely did seem to be very genuinely in love with her like it wasn't yeah 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 yeah. and they've still lasted so you know they are i like them it worked out i low-key want him to be fair i know he's taken and she's great but still oh my god oh my god i feel like the only reason that we want him because i think he's cute now as well is because she has given him like the stamp of approval like cosine yeah yeah thank you next so we're getting out to your first lesson and this one is Leanne's lesson. So one taught me... To be mindful of loving people more than they love you. What does that mean? Tell us everything. For me, my most significant relationship where I was like madly, deeply in love with the person. And the truth of it is, it's a very hard pill to swallow, is that the person probably just didn't love me as much as I love them. And so I was consistently putting in more work than they were in order to keep the relationship together. Either they loved me less or they couldn't find a way to express loving me in the same way that I did. I loved them, one of the two. Can I say something quickly, yeah? Um, I was talking to my friend about a situation I was in before and she said, when she was listening to my situation, she said she feels like I'm putting in a hundred and he's putting a hundred, but his a hundred for me is only my 70. Mm. what he's capable of yeah so like his 150 percent is still only my 60 percent i feel like sometimes with situations like that that's what the issue is is that like they actually are putting in 100 but it's still not fulfilling whatever you need that's a good point actually yeah you have to kind of meet people where they are and if someone's not capable of loving you in the same way that 
you love them. I think it's really important to face that. But I also think it's like, it's a little bit of a respect issue as well. Because if you know that I love you, as Chan said, this kind of like 150% and I'm putting in all of this effort, I feel like there is a certain responsibility to let that person go if you know that you're not capable of loving them really? in the same yeah. way. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Like you are... <laughs> no, yeah. I think that person needs some se- to be self-aware, but that takes a certain level of self-awareness that they realise that they're actually... But wouldn't they love it? They would relish yeah. in that, right? That this person loves me. I can get away with doing this, that, the other. They're still going to love me. True. Blah, blah. But a normal... Pe- well, I say a normal person. I would feel guilt. Me too. And I did feel guilt in my last... In that little sitch I was in. I was going to say, I would feel like if I was dating someone, yeah and i love them but i could tell they loved me more and i think what that looks like in a, in a dating scenario is that they're more afraid of losing me than i am of them mm. i wouldn't tell them that i think they love me more because i still love them yeah but that's because you still love them so if you and i guess it boils down to how you love someone as well so if you love them 150 percent and they love you 70 percent, but yeah. that 70 percent looks like cheating it looks like being dismissive. Well, we it looks like that. not paying attention. <laughs> but someone, you can still love someone, case in point, you can still love someone and cheat on them. Like I've loved the people, some of the people that I've cheated on, but I didn't love them in a way that was respectful or that was appreciative of the love that they were giving me. Yeah. You know? And so I think in that in those scenarios, like I've definitely broken up with someone because I recognized that I was never going to love them the way that they needed to be loved. I'll still be there all now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i'm enjoying i have to i have to enjoy life <laughs> but have you ever broken up with someone if you realized that you loved them more than they loved you have you ever done that yeah oh you have that you love them more than they love you yeah i did i i we broke up because ultimately they weren't giving me the love that i thought i deserved and i was putting in all of this effort and it was really like soul destroying like imagine loving somebody consistently all day every day and like really pouring yourself into them and you're just not getting that back in return so at some point in time you just gotta let that shit go how long did you have to wait though for you to figure that out that this is this is it i'm gonna have to walk away from this was it years years yeah yeah i thought so i thought so but you're gonna be more mindful of that moving forward Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, even well in my current relationship, I would say the one distinction is is that there is definitely a balance of respect and love um in that like I have no it is unequivocally clear that he loves me. Um which is completely different from questioning whether someone loves you or how much they love you and what they're willing to do. You know what I mean? And it's a really safe space to be in. Yeah, what are the key indicators then that the love is equal? Respect is a big one. I think you can love someone and not respect them. And as Hardeep was saying, you know, or maybe it was you, Raj, if someone loves you and you can get away with doing anything, there's almost a tendency to kind of keep trying to get away with stuff. But if you respect somebody, you wouldn't because you don't want to hurt their feelings, Mm. right? Which is different from loving someone. So I think having a mutual respect for each other and being a good listener, paying attention so I know this sounds really random, but I have this thing about ice in my drinks. <laughs> and <laughs> I like to have lots of ice in anything that I'm drinking. And it really is such a sweet gesture when I say, oh, can I have a glass of water? And somebody brings me a shitload of ice with some water in there. Like little things like that or knowing what my favorite Chinese is or. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are depot 
um, examples of that. But yeah, just being invested and really getting to know the person on like a granular level, I think is an indication of how much you care. That's really sweet. I was in a situation before where the person binned me off, but because we lived uh, quite close to each other, they were happy to like take from me, like take and take. Yeah. And I had to move myself like away to get out of it you had to physically move yeah i had to physically like move oh, i moved as well out of the area yeah move out of the area to get away from this I person moved countries <laughs> you did yeah. i mean i'm not gonna say the reason that i moved to jamaica was because of this person but i will say that moving it he was a consideration in moving because i knew that if i didn't move i probably would never get over him hmm. yeah I think that's fucking hell. Yeah, because look what they do to us, man. It's fucking deep. Raj, you said as we were we were discussing these lessons before, and you said that your mum says to you that you love people more in like friendships, in friendships, and in relationships. In my last relationship, she would constantly be like, "You love him more than he loves you," and it was such a. I was like, "Why the fuck would you say that to me?" Uh, <laughs> it was so horrible to hear that from my mum, and I ignored it when she said it, but. In the end, like looking back, reflecting on it now, I'm like, she was right. Of course I loved him mm. more than he loved me. And it was similar to your experience in the sense of, you know, it took you years to figure it. It took me years to figure it out. But if I had the sense like to check things and not not be like, I was blinded by just like, no, he loves me. I love him. We're in love. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we live together and da, da. And it was all this shit that was just, I was just telling myself and actually the actions never matched the, the words like never not once so what was I doing and that's a lesson I had to learn the hard way mm. and yeah my mum says I always take more shit in friendships which I think I'm working on now I've, I've worked on a lot since that relationship actually because it brought all of that more to my attention and I've been like okay anything where it's different energy like I'm just giving back same energy and that's it so my thing is I just reflect whatever you're giving to me you know mm. oh I'm, I'm learning a lot you know what about you Shan well, I feel like now we've had this conversation and I had some time to reflect whilst I was listening. <laughs> I feel like I've definitely been in a dynamic where the person loved me more, but th but the love was a different type of love. So when we're talking about like, how like, you know how Leanne said like in the previous one, how can I, I don't know the easiest way to explain it. So they love, I feel like they loved me more, but the love that I had was, was more pure love because it mm. came in respect. So even though they mm. loved me more, it still ended because the person cheated. Do you get what I mean? Mm. And it goes back to what Leanne was saying about you can love someone and cheat and do these things. And I don't think I processed it in that way until now. I, I like, during my healing process, I was like, well, they couldn't have loved me if you cheated. That's how I rationalized it because mm. it was like the way I love, I would never have done that to you. Like I would never have caused you the, the amount of level of pain that you caused me. Do you mm. understand what I mean? Whereas mm. now I like, listening to this conversation, I'm like, okay, actually what I thought about our relationship was true, but it's just... The, the two can be mutually exclusive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're all like reflecting on our past relationships in oh, our yeah. heads. Yeah, just oh, like, yeah. well, we've been saying we keep dream having these like dreams and we're like, we're fed up because we talk about relationships so much. We're like, oh, it comes up when we don't want it to. Sometimes I'll be walking around my flat and I'm like, oh yeah, remember, da, 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 da. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck off, fuck off. I don't want to think about that person anymore, but... <laughs> Um, I guess it's part of the process. So what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to loving people more than they love you. Thank you. Next. We're getting on to the second lesson. So one taught me. Not to settle in dating. Okay, Rashan, tell us about this. This was a recent revelation. 
I was talking with my friend um, and her partner because they're engaged. And she was like, yeah, I know it's a pattern with stuff of guys that you date. And I'm like, how? They're all completely different. Mm. One, I think, is gay. One, <laughs> okay. cheated. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're all, they're all a bit yeah. different. They're not, they're not the yeah. same. One's extremely yeah. hot, tall. One's not so tall. Do you know You're what I mean? Yeah. One's tall. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're different. different. They're different caliber of guys. That like one's really introverted and shy. And then one's really out there and flamboyant. They're just completely different guys. So anyway, mm-hmm. we were talking and she was like basically grilling me about my recent decision with the person I was I was with before. We were talking and she was saying, the next person you date, I want you to date them for six months before you make a decision about them being your partner. And I said, if you look at my history of dating, I never rush to make anyone my partner. Like, That's true. I, I, I have two boyfriends. <laughs> like, I don't rush. Do you get what I mean? And I was like, so this isn't about dating someone for six years because I knew this person for seven years. Do you understand? But it, the, obviously the intimate side of the relationship only started when we started like actively dating. And she was like, but I'm sure there were signs at the start that could have told you to not have gone there. And I was like, no, there wasn't. No, there. And then halfway through my tracks, I was like, oh yeah, there was. <laughs> so basically, yeah. And I was thinking like, there wasn't signs from the start. And then I remembered, I mean, for, for the whole time, like, we knew each other for like the seven years. It was a thing where it was like, he is interested in me. He knew I was attracted to him, but I always said like, you're, like, you're trouble, you're going to cause problems, blah, 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 blah. So when it ended because he was trouble and causing problems, why on earth was I surprised? Like when we was first dating, there was things that he done. Like this might sound small to some people, but for me, it's a big issue. So we had an argument one day, it was at the very start and he called me a hoe. <laughs> and like, you can't talk to me like that. And I remember thinking, nah. what? Like I, I, we stopped talking for like a few days and then we started back talking again. But in any other situation, I don't care how small True. it is, I would have burnt the person's bridge. So it was like, yeah. when I look back at the relationship, it's like, I settled because in any other situation that I was in, the first issue that would have came up, I would have left. Even if it was something like calling me something that was rude. Cause really that's something you can work on. Like, but I still wouldn't have normally have had that, but I did in this situation. So when it ended, it was like, and I reflected on the start, I was actually like, okay, there was actually quite a few times where I saw things come up or I was privy to stuff that I normally mm. wouldn't tolerate So what- that I now was. I was just going to ask, like, where is it? Because I feel like there's a balance, right? It's like, yeah, you don't want to settle, but also you don't want to nitpick at every single thing. Like, so do you have a set of priorities that you look for and then you make sure that those are things that you stick to? Yeah. So, like, ages ago, me and my close friend, we we literally have a black book where we wrote a list of, like, things that we want in a guy and then things that we, like, we aren't going to tolerate and then, like, things that we... That like, mm. that like we might negotiate. So for example, if they have children, but they have one child, okay, that's very different to having children and having five children or five different baby mums. Do you get what I mean? So like, I feel like there's definitely a balance. And I literally went out with my friend like two days ago and we said, we're going to redo mm-hmm. our black book to refresh our memories because clearly I forgot it. <laughs> um, but I think, I definitely think there's a balance. There's things you can compromise on. And I think it's a case by case situation where you'll meet someone and be like, like you can meet people and they actually bring you mm. things that you didn't even know you needed. So that same person, I'm not saying they're a bad person. They wasn't. There was things about them that I didn't, that wasn't on my list of things I desired in a man that I na- is now on my list as a result of experiencing them. Do you get what I mean? Like it wasn't a bad situation. It just ended by cheating and that's just an L that I'm going to hold. Do you get what I mean? Had he cheated on anyone else before that you knew of since you knew him? Yes. Okay. <laughs> just a question. But what- I, I knew, I knew though the history of cheating and this is what I'm saying. When my friend said at the start, you saw the signs and I was like, no, no, no. I did see the signs because I knew he was a serial cheater. Why did I think it would be different with see, me? See, but here's the thing though, Shan, even for me, because I was around when this situation happened, 
I genuinely believe that he could have cheated with other people and not necessarily cheated on you. I, I mean, I genuinely believe that too. I genuinely think that <laughs> that's not... possible though, even though it didn't turn out to be the case in this scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think you can have, I mean, case in point myself, I definitely think you can be in a situation and be and cheat with multiple people and then meet one person and then you just don't because they just don't bring that side out in you or you know you, you feel comfortable with them or you realize that this is a person you want to spend the rest of your life with i know loads of men that have cheated notoriously throughout most of their relationship and then literally they meet somebody and they're like oh i'm gonna marry this girl and they're good no i definitely agree i, def- I definitely agree with that but i think with this situation is that like I'm very intuitive and intuitively I knew mm. when we started like dating or whatever that I shouldn't, pers- that this wasn't something I should pursue like for the long haul. But then I got wrapped up and caught feelings <laughs> and I, I was just here. Well, at least you know now. Yeah. And I also genuinely don't regret it. Like I take like 10 times more positive than negatives from that situation. Going forward, how are you going to make sure that you're not settling when you're dating? I think I'm just going to go back to how I was before where I, like I had my book in mind, what I'd written in it, and I stuck to that. And it's not to say you can't be flexible with it, because I think this experience obviously showed me that there was things on there that I thought was important that maybe wasn't, and vice versa. Like, I need to be more in tune with my body, because I think I've got a level of self-awareness that I can trust, and this situation showed me what happens when you don't listen to yourself. Because mm-hmm. I knew I knew what was going to happen. And I also felt like the reason why it was important for me to try in that situation was because... I'd been single for so long that I felt like I'd almost like scared myself of dating. I scared myself. Like I'd created such an ultra level of independence that being if someone was just like, ooh, what's that? what does that look like? What does that mean? Whereas now it's like, okay, that's happened. I've healed from it. And I'm not afraid to date. But if that never happened and I'd got to this point and I didn't have that experience, I don't, I don't know how I'd ever navigate like the dating world. I feel like I'm in that scared phase now i feel scared same same me too no guys you just have to get out there and do it get on hinge just go just i always tell my girlfriends it's like literally practice dating like Mm. (laughs) obviously (laughs) don't end up (laughs) and you'll go through a lot of bad dates (laughs) but it's scary though you know when you haven't done it for so long and you focus when when you've done all the healing and you're still focusing on the healing but you're like i'm ready to date but then it's like oh you get close to sort of dating someone you're like bye well could yeah. could it be any worse than what you've already experienced i guess is a good question no, no. <laughs> then, no, no, no. definitely if not. it can't get definitely any worse not. then just fuck it just do it i thought the more you try is the more you get you more you get clarity on, and you more you get closer to what you want do you know what i mean or you just run away and never do it and just stay alone <laughs> you could do okay. that too get a dog. <laughs> yeah Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to settling when dating. All right. So on to the third lesson. One taught me. To ask for what I deserve. Tell me everything. You know, so many times in life, I think you want things from your partner or from your girlfriend or from your parents and you don't ask for it. And you kind of, at least I know that I've been in the space where if you love me, you should just know what I want. You know what I mean? And people aren't mind readers. And sometimes you have to ask for what you want. And I think there is this inherent fear that we have that if we ask for what we want and we don't get it, it's going to like be devastating. But actually asking for what you want is such a powerful step in terms of like just actualizing what it is that you need. 
Because if that person can't give it to you, that's a clear sign that actually I don't I don't need to be around this person. Or they will be able to say, I want to give this to you, but I don't know how. And then you guys can figure that out. And that could be from someone giving you head or... <laughs> mm, I had that problem and I never asked. I just hoped it would change. And I used to be like, oh please read my mind <laughs> and now I'm like that's so stupid he wouldn't even know that he was doing a bad job you know what I mean and, uh, <laughs> and you don't have to be an asshole about it you can just be, yeah 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 you know move a little bit to the left or yeah 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 stay right there yeah mm. <laughs> yeah try like this um but what was the last thing that you've sort of had to ask for that wasn't head. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing that I had to ask for was for someone to just tell me, uh, just to be clear about what it is that they want, you know, and for me to say, actually, I, I think I kept waiting on them to tell me what they wanted instead of me saying what I wanted. So what it actually made me realize was actually it doesn't what you want or what I want shouldn't be dependent on what you want. But this is what yeah. I want. And if you can't give it to me, yeah. and I think I was just like, I need you to stop talking to all the women that you cheated on me with. I need you to yeah. um, be clear about what your intentions are towards me. I need you to be honest and stop lying about certain things. And if that person is kind of wishy-washy in terms of responding to what I need, then that's a clear enough answer. You know what I mean? Indecision is oftentimes a decision. So when you state clearly what you want, people can't like waffle, you know, they can't just pretend like they didn't know or guess and get it wrong. Do you think the reason why people don't ask for what they think they deserve, especially in relationships, romantic relationships, is it because do you think they fear that the answer is going to mm -hmm. be no? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think also sometimes they think they're undeserving yes. of it. 100%. But I feel like that's, that goes like deeper into like childhood <laughs> trauma. But I think I think that's what it is. A lot of the time, they don't feel like they're deserving of it, so they don't ask. It feels like a a really selfish thing to make demands upon people almost sometimes. But actually, it's not making a demand. It's just literally talking about what it is that you want to make yourself happy. You know what I mean? Hmm. And there's actually nothing wrong with that. But when you're an empath, or if you're a giver, if you're a caregiver, which I think you know from the sounds of it many of us are you often tend to put yourself other people before yourself and so their needs start to give you know you give priority to their needs instead of yours and then you just kind of lose yourself altogether so I think it's really important to ask for things up front I feel like I have and I know a lot of my girlmates have never or, or played down one in a relationship just try to act like the cool like oh yeah like I'm cool with this like whatever this is and I've definitely done that before never um tried to act like oh I don't want to get married <laughs> I don't want to yeah I don't want to live too. with some because I don't want to be I don't want to come across as that girl but it's what I want like it's what yeah. I want and if that's who you are that's a, that there's nothing wrong with that and somebody who wants to get married and wants to um, being a committed relationship is the person that will come and find themselves in front of you. I was seeing this guy for a while on and off for quite a few years. And it wasn't until, again, when I left the situation and I was like, why was I just seeing him on and off for years? Why was this never a thing? And it was never consistent either. It would be like, there'll be like three months at a time, then we'll stop talking. Three months at a time, then we'll stop talking. I would never tolerate something that like, like that now. But younger me somehow felt fulfilled by this person because of how much I like adored them and thought they were so great. 
and it just it just really wasn't but I, but I actually think about it there was really nothing to be that there was nothing so great there and he even told me that like one day I eventually said to him because there was never a discussion that I liked him we just spent time with each other under romantic things I guess but yeah so we reconnected after a few years and then one day I said to him like like I really like you I'm not doing what we always do like where is this going and he was like I didn't even think you saw me as someone that you'd consider dating Mm, and I was like, what? That's interesting. And it was just weird. We're just in this weird phase. That ended up being a very big thing that led us to not speaking, oh. but it wasn't to do with like feelings. Like that was our that was our moment to be like, yeah, let's give it a let's give it a go. But then some crazy oh. thing happened. So wasn't able That's to. really interesting because I would never think it's because like something's not happening because a man doesn't think he's worthy of being my man or do you know what I mean? I think it was little things like, for example, because we were such good friends, like I told this, like some of my deepest traumas this guy knows, yeah? So he knows me enough to know that I don't settle for anything. And he knows that I don't want to date someone, for example, who sells drugs. And something he did on the side was sell drugs. So for him, it was like, how could I even consider talking to this girl when I already do something? She's very made it very clear cut point, yeah. blank, whatever on, that she's not going to tolerate. So it was like little things like that. But he he wasn't aware that I was willing to settle for him. <laughs> You you're I willing mean? to settle for and his that's shit that's why you don't settle see but this is the right. interesting thing too because i feel like you can want different things from different people for instance i was uh talking to this guy several months ago as soon as i met him i was like oh i really like this guy but i wanted to date him i didn't want to hook up with him like i was like this guy i could genuinely be my man and he kept trying to just hook up with me and like you said hardeep i just kind of kept putting it off or being like yeah I'm cool I don't need to get married I don't know if I want to date you yet but in truth had I just said actually I'm not that kind of girl right now for you I don't I don't want to hook up I want to actually legitimately date you he could have said okay yeah cool that's not my style right now or he could have said actually yeah I would actually consider dating you and then that would have cleared up the situation but no I've just been like awkwardly dodging his calls every time he tries to hook up with me. <laughs> so yeah, whereas, you know, some people you just want to hook up with, some people you might want to date, some people you might want to marry. I feel like we just got to be intentional, don't mm-hmm. we? The other day this guy messaged me and he called me, basically when I met him, I told him my name was Charlie because <laughs> that was a nickname that I had at the time. I really liked the idea of like, girls being called like masculine names. Oh, right, okay. So that was just my name at the time that I had. So he was like, Charlie, and I was like, handsome. He's like, you are right. And I thought to myself, I know what this is. This is, you wanna smash. But then he said, how are you? I said, let's get to the chase, what do you want? <laughs> and he was like, and then he started going talking about these things I'm not gonna say now on the podcast. And I was just thinking, I'm so happy you have, we haven't wasted each other's times indulging in a conversation. I literally just wandered back and said, look, what you're after is not something that I can offer. And that's it. And he was like, no, but I still want to take you out on a date. Like I still want to meet up. But then where he offered to go was somewhere that I feel like I'm not better than, but somewhere that I don't think you should be taking me on a date to. All right, where was, so what was the place? I just didn't go. It was too easy. Oh. And uh, is that too, what's the vibe? It's a bit too all bar one for you? It's like Prezzo. It's like that sort of place. And that's very much fine. What would you like? What would you prefer? My point is, yeah, is that I'm actually really easy to please. So, like, if we was together, we was going there on a date, it's fine. But, like, we haven't spoken in ages. You're trying to pop up. You popped up on a sexual flex. And now you're saying, no, I want it to be serious. And we're going to go to ZZ. No, we're not going to do that. It was a really, <laughs> really hot day. It was a really hot day. I would have rather him say, oh, let's go for a walk and, and get a drink and chill in the park. Mm-hmm. I would have rather that, which would have cost him £5.50, mm-hmm. than to go to ZZ and pay 20 Like, do you know what I mean? For some pasta, doesn't even taste nice. And I've got to be adding salt and pepper. <laughs> like, I don't want to go out to mm-hmm. eat where I've got to be flavouring my food. What mm-hmm. is the point? 
So I, I actually was quite offended by that suggestion because <laughs> I just feel like, why would I be going there? It's like sourceless, careless, this, nothing, you know? It's, it's, it is offensive. When, when, we date, when we like spoke before and you took me out, it wasn't to places like Zizi. So why have you now demoted me? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We're, not gonna, we're not gonna do that, honey. <laughs> what did I say, girls? Say no to settling. When <laughs> mm, love that, love that. So, okay, so let's recap. So what are you saying thank you next to? Thank you next to not asking for what I deserve. Before we let you guys go, let's talk about masks. Yeah, thank you next to pretending like COVID doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, <laughs> man, what is this about? I'm actually, I don't understand our government. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, today's the 19th of July and last night, all over socials, I just saw people queuing up to get into nightclubs and they had a countdown and they were doing like 10, mm-hmm. nine, eight, you know, like what it's New fuck? Year. And it's like, but bro, you're going to come back with COVID. What's going on? Um, but apparently COVID doesn't exist anymore and we shouldn't be wearing masks. Yeah, it's gone. They, they know the oxygen in the air changed <laughs> and we're free. Oh, Mother yeah, Nature, the miracle of Mother Nature. And she scheduled it in so everyone knew when she was going to do it. Fucking hell. The 19th of July, divine date. Divine. <laughs> we should make it a national holiday the day that COVID disappeared. It's actually crazy. Wait, so today we don't have to wear masks? No. Fuck off. You do on TFL. So um, Sadiq Khan yeah. said you do on TFL, but it's up to any establishment you enter what their rules are now. What about in a shop? It's up to the establishment. Bro. See, it's really interesting. So I obviously live in Jamaica now where everybody still sanitize. As soon as you walk into a store, there's a hand sanitizer right there and you have to wear your mask. They're not going to let you in. It doesn't matter where you are. And pretty much all of the entertainment sector is closed. And then before I came here, I went to New York and Florida and nobody's wearing their mask. I mean, even prior to UK changing their kind of system. And I'm just like, but we're not wearing our masks in places where the numbers are actually really fucking high. Like Miami had one of the worst or Florida had one of the worst, you know, numbers of cases of the entire world, the United States in general. And I don't think that our vaccination rate has been that high. And you can still get COVID even if you are vaccinated. It's just like you might not, won't die. So with variants and all of this kind of stuff, and just not knowing, I mean, just wear your mask. I don't know if you can wear your mask. I mean, Shan's exempt and I have quite a few friends that are exempt, but yeah, I'm still wearing mine. I hate talking about COVID. I hate it. Anything COVID related, I find it so hard. I'm so bored. Because you're over it it. now. I just don't, you know, even when it started on the first day, I was over it. I'm just over, (laughs) I just, I hate it. It's just so boring. But I know obviously it's a thing. But I'm just like. But this is the thing, right? Is that it's not got an end date and it's something we're going to have to actively live with until it buggers off, which I don't know if it will. I think the word annoys me as well, you know, because we hear it so much. I mean, even when you think about China and SARS, which is a variant of, or, yeah. you know, COVID is a variant, people in China are still wearing masks to this day. Like it's become part of their cultural existence, right? Yeah. And we're trying to pretend like life will go back to normal when, but I don't think it will. And it's brought us some good things like blended working. You know, many of us don't have to go into the office as much as yeah. we <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Shan's never going back. Yeah. Shan's never going back. Oh, you know what? I just don't like it. Where can people find you guys? Where do they go? We release the podcast every Thursday. So you can listen to the podcast every Thursday. And it's actually really cool because you have different perspectives. You have the UK perspective. 
Shan is focusing on mental health, which is really important to all of us, but her in particular as a mental health advocate. We have someone from South Africa, and then we have me from the Caribbean side. So that's every Thursday, and you can find that on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple. Twitter and Facebook, we're at Dope Black Woman, and Instagram, Dope Black Woman 1. Oh, who took Dope Black Women on Instagram? Some, Some dickhead oh. who has like two pictures. <laughs> no, have you contacted big... them? Have you contacted them? Yeah, it's just yeah. taking forever. And I, I need to just keep, we need to keep at it and probably just keep going. I even tried contacting them directly and being like, is this page still active? And of course, nobody responded. Oh, that's but, so that's annoying. I had that with my name because I wanted to get Raj Panda, but I'm underscore Raj Panda. And it was like the person like just didn't get back to me at all. That's like me. I'm Rashan Roberts underscore. Is there another Rashan Roberts? I don't know how. How is that possible? <laughs> I have no idea. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you, guys. We've learned a lot. And thank you for sharing everything that you've shared. I've actually Thanks. really enjoyed this um, podcast. Yeah, we've, we've clearly gone way Aww. over time because I feel like this is just a nice conversation. Like. Thanks, guys. Come back anytime you want. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with someone who needs tips on catching out liars on dating apps. Anyone who will appreciate shooting their shot by chucking a business card in someone's lap. I mean, that's a bit of me. That is a move, man. I wish someone did that to me. I used to have a business card holder. Oh, so did I, so did I, so did I. It was horrible though, it was horrible, it was horrible. And make sure you share this with someone who needs to learn how to hack into someone else's WhatsApp without them knowing. Did you know about that? No, I did not know about that. So I'm just like, wow. But um, the thing is, is when you do that, if you sign their QR code, right, and their phone is not in the vicinity of your laptop, you will not be able to see their WhatsApps. So you have to be very smart about when you do that. Surely that's not very safe. So you can scan the QR of someone's WhatsApp and you can see all their messages. Yes, if your laptop is logged into WhatsApp and their and their phone is within the vicinity of your laptop. Yes, you can. You have to obviously accept all the things on their phone, right? Oh, right, right. Yeah, so you have yeah. to have access to their phone to accept it that's and all dodge. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you like what you heard, hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss another episode of the podcast. And you can do that so easily by hitting a button on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to. Make sure you let us know what you want to say thank you next to. Email us or be a bit ballsy and leave us a voice note at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on socials with thank you next pod on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook and youtube as well for more love island content in the week because def oh my god we are defo gonna be uh we're gonna be rinsing it on socials yeah make sure you're following us yeah otherwise i mean you're missing out if you're not following us you're gonna miss gems like look at the new bag that hardy bought that i don't like (laughs) um i'm yet to share my crystal with you guys i'm going to show you guys the crystal that i got from bar oh my god yeah so yeah there's there's always shit happening on our socials just you you better be there join us all right we're off until next week see you later guys bye thank you next planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.